Welcome to On the House, a podcast focusing on home ownership and the home buying process. On the House is brought to you by the Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation, otherwise known as TSHAC, a nonprofit that provides down payment assistance to help make home buying easier and more affordable. I'm Janelle Levesque. And I'm Sarah Eleanor. And I'm Frank Duplichan. And, and together, together, we make up the home ownership team at TSHAC and your host for the On the House podcast. Hello and welcome to On the House, T-Shack's podcast focusing primarily on home ownership, but we cover other housing topics as well. I'm very excited about what's in store for today's episode, but before I get into that, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Michael Wilt, T-Shack's Senior Manager of External Relation, Relations. In today's episode, we're joined by Allison Griffin, Originating Branch Manager at Cross Country Mortgage in Houston. Allison has more than 30 years of experience in the mortgage industry and is an expert on almost everything pertaining to the home buying process. And what sets her apart is her tenacity for finding creative solutions to serve any type of borrower and help them accomplish the dream of home ownership. And it's in that vein that she's become the go-to expert on one such creative solution, which to be honest, I didn't even know this existed up until recently when I started talking to you. And it has to do with housing vouchers and how they can be applied towards a mortgage payment. Um, I have to admit, as an affordable housing professional for more than a decade, I was a little embarrassed that I didn't know about this. And, and I remember telling you that, and you said, no, look, you shouldn't be embarrassed. A lot of people who have three decades of experience in affordable housing have no idea this exists. And you know what? what? It turns out you're right, because I've been telling everybody about this, and nine times out of 10, uh, people who I thought were experts in affordable housing had no idea this existed. So that's why I'm so personally excited about this discussion, because I feel like it's going to fill in a knowledge gap in the industry and a very important one. Um, anyway, we're going to get into this conversation. And uh, first, Allison, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today and lending your expertise on this subject. And can you just start by telling us about yourself, your your background in mortgage lending and, and the work that you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure. Well, Michael, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And yes, there, there couldn't be a more important topic than getting the word out how housing choice vouchers can be used to meet the American dream of home ownership. Um, I've been in lending over 30 years, and the majority of my career has been in affordable housing. During that time, I've weathered changing markets, changing regulations, changing processes, and I've used these challenges to become a stronger mortgage professional and champion for my, for my clients. And I've always joked as I started out to be a realtor and my mom fired me, that's where it all started. So I had to learn really quick. And so we always kind of joked that she told me, you're a really good mortgage banker, Allison, but you're really not that good of a realtor. And boy, was she right. My first year in the mortgage industry, I was a top producer. So I've always been the go-to expert in the field, especially when it came to affordable housing. So when the housing choice voucher came across my desk in 2006, people were saying, well, Allison, they say we can use this. I'm like, I haven't heard of it. Let's start looking into it. Uh, and so, you know, friends of mine have joked with me uh, about being Hurricane Allison. And then if I had one superpower, it's that I don't mess around. I start alone. I help get my clients on board through education. And we work as a team to get the keys into the client's hands. 
I've made it my personal mission to stay educated on the mortgage industry and stay up to date and also help educate the real estate community like doing this podcast today. The thing I love the most is what I started out with is helping people and I continue to learn and grow in my profession. That's fantastic, Allison. What I love most about what you said is that you are an advocate for the home buyer. And I think um, that's lost on a lot of mortgage companies. Um, they may just see a credit profile. They may just see um, you know, a file. And they may not uh, either understand the unique circumstances surrounding a potential home buyer and may not want to. And um, I can't imagine uh, how comforting that is for a home buyer to have their, their mortgage company in their corner and finding creative solutions and finding a way to get those keys in their hands. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Uh, so real quickly, let's talk about um, where you work at, at Cross Country Mortgage in Houston. Um, on an annual basis, how many loans do you all originate? Uh, me personally, I originate about um, somewhere around 36 million a year. On average, about 110 units. Uh, okay. Cross country is one of the top 10 lenders. I think we're number three now. Uh, I think it's like one in 40 houses now is financed by cross country. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. Now that we know a little bit about you and and where you work and what you do, I want to dive into this topic that this podcast is dedicated to. And it's how housing voucher recipients can use their voucher towards a mortgage payment. And like I mentioned, I've been doing this work uh, for more than a decade. and I, I don't know much about the housing voucher world in general. It may be because we don't interact with housing authorities that much, but you know, whatever the reason, my guess is a lot of our listeners don't know much about it either. And, and if we do, when we think about housing vouchers, we think they're largely intended for renters. Uh, but if we go back, uh, and I did this, I went back and looked at when and how the housing choice voucher program was set up. It dates back to the U.S. Housing Act of 1937, and Section 8 of that act authorized the creation of the Housing Choice Voucher Program, which enabled HUD to provide federal financial assistance to, su to subsidize housing for low-income individuals and families. That's Section 8 in a nutshell. It doesn't specify homeownership or rental. It's just a housing subsidy for low-income households across the country. Um, so with that in mind, take us back to when you first discovered that voucher holders could use their voucher for, for home ownership. Um, I can't imagine it was as easy as just identifying a voucher recipient who was ready for home ownership and then qualifying them for a mortgage. What was involved early on in, in opening up uh, this opportunity for home ownership among um, the voucher recipients in the Houston market? Boy, Michael, you're right about that. It was like going through the Amazon with a machete. It seemed like I had to it was uncharted territory. I might as well have been speaking Greek and not English. Uh, but like you, I did my homework. I had a buyer that showed up and said, Miss Griffin, I've been told I can use this piece of paper to buy a house. And she gave me some literature. And then when I started researching, I discovered that beginning in the year 2000, the Bush administration had changed some of the regulations so that now these vouchers could not only be used for rental, but also homeownership. So now this assistance that was going to a landlord and getting them wealthy now can go to the home buyer and help them build that generational wealth and long-term stability. 
So in 2006, I started helping families on vouchers become homeowners with the different local housing authorities. That would be Houston, Montgomery County, and Harris County. And it was a bit of a challenge because nobody even knew this was possible. The builders didn't understand. The realtors didn't understand. The housing authorities didn't know the first thing about home ownership. They knew a lot about rental, but very little when it came to what do you mean they're buying a house? And uh, now we're worrying about changing mortgage payments or having to adjust for changes in escrow. But over time, they've gotten really good at it. But to me, I think the best part about helping these families become successful homeownership is that the housing authority keeps the portion of their mortgage payment at 30% of their income. And that's huge because you're staying within that buyer's budget. So um, back in 2009, with Mayor White behind me, he really pushed because of the financial crisis, all the builders had all these homes that they needed to get moved. So we probably closed over 100 families between 2009 and 2010. Some of them, Michael, we were putting on 15-year mortgages. So they own those houses now free and clear. Or just about. They're pretty close. So today, my team at Cross Country is not only helping families throughout Texas, but now in other states as well. That's incredible. Uh, I want to touch on what you said about Mayor White, because uh, I found this video. You had sent me a link to it, and um, I'll tell everybody the URL where you can watch the video as well. It's it's housingvoucher.com. Uh, if you don't know how to spell voucher, it's V-O-U-C-H-E-R. So that's housingvoucher.com. You can watch um, Allison's testimony to Houston City Council back then, where she's educating not only Mayor White, but members of, of the city council. And I think that there were a lot of surprised uh, faces um, by, by what you were saying um, in your presentation. And it's well worth the watch if you want the ins and outs of uh, of, of how this work was working in Houston or about to work. Um, you had already been doing it and you were there to educate other people. So it's a really good primer and I would invite anybody uh, to go check that out. Um, and I'll mention again at the end of this podcast as well, if people want, want to reference that. But watching that made me realize that uh, we knew we were talking to the right person, um, definitely the expert, uh, probably definitely in Houston, but throughout the state and country on this. Um, uh, so real quickly, just generally speaking, tell us how this works. You've got uh, a voucher holder in Houston comes to you and says, I want to I want to use my voucher towards a mortgage payment. Tell me what to do. Sure. So it's it's ironically very similar to rental. So the housing authority has a payment standard. So let's say, for example, the buyer's on a three-bedroom voucher. So in the Houston Housing Authority, if they purchase in Tier A, the value of that voucher is $3,333. So then the Housing Authority will say, okay, well, out of that dollar amount, uh, Michael, we'll make you the voucher holder, that you, that you need to pay $1,500 out of that amount, and then the Housing Authority will pay the difference. So as so long as you're not exceeding the val the payment standard, um, then yeah, it should be fine. Now, if you exceed the payment standard, and that's the one caveat going into home ownership, unlike rental, in rental, you cannot rent for more than the three thousand three hundred and thirty-three dollars. But in home ownership, that does not apply. So I always caution families: be careful because although you could qualify for more, 
is that in your best interest? What I'm finding now is a lot of my families, Michael, are going on a 20-year term so they can pay that house off sooner because their portion won't change. The housing authority will still make up the difference in that gap between the 1500 to the 3300 But yeah, uh, that's the difference. And they do not have to repay any of this money. I get questioned all the time. Well, don't they have to give some of that money back to the housing authority? No, this is your money, your home. Great. I uh, really appreciate that overview of the program in general, um, putting some numbers behind it so people understand how it works in reality. And I wanted to expand on a specific type of voucher, and it's the one for veterans. It's commonly called the VASH voucher. VASH stands for Veterans, Appa- uh, Veterans Affairs Supportive Housing. Um, can veterans use that specific type of voucher towards uh, a purchase of a home? Yes, they can. And it's wonderful. Uh, I've helped lots of veterans over the years transition. I think more and more people, Michael, today have heard of the Housing Choice Voucher, or HCV. Very few know about, uh, I call it VHASH, and I don't think that's correct, but uh, but the veteran can use that for homeownership. The other added benefit that most of my veterans that are on the voucher, they get the added, if most of them have the 100% disability exemption, then they pay no property taxes, Michael. That equates into about fifty to $60,000 in purchasing power. So families that think, okay, well, maybe I didn't make enough money to buy a home, we don't have to have in that monthly payment property taxes. And that could be anywhere from $450 on up to $1,000 a month. So it's a yeah, huge so savings. Absolutely. Especially in Texas, we have um, such high property taxes. Uh, that is a, a, a huge savings that um, a lot of people may not know about. Uh, veterans yeah. obviously may not know about it. Um, so I want to emphasize that that this program is applied differently depending on the housing authority um, and depending on where you live. And that is to say that every housing authority manages their voucher program differently. So I would strongly recommend that you understand if this is something your housing authority does before you tell a borrower, yeah, you can use your voucher uh, for a mortgage payment. Um, Allison, you're familiar with the Houston Housing Authority only because it's where you live, obviously Montgomery County and then uh, Cross Country Mortgage is operating in other states and you're familiar with how those uh, housing authorities work as well. So it's incumbent upon our listeners to under have some familiarity with your housing authority to even understand that this is something that can be done locally. Um, so real quick, let's talk about the Houston Housing Authority. Um, are there any limits on the number of voucher recipients who can apply their vouchers um, towards paying for a mortgage? Or, or stated another way, if you're a voucher holder in Houston, is it up to you to decide how you want to use your voucher, whether it be for rental or, or for a mortgage payment? Well, that's a loaded question, Michael. But let me <laughs> see if I can help help dissect that a little bit. Okay. So, yes, what you stressed earlier is, first and foremost, each housing authority has the option, and the key word is option, as to whether or not to offer homeownership. Luckily for us in Houston, Houston has a fabulous homeownership program. They only they have bare minimum requirements. That is, there are certain federal requirements that the buyer must meet, such as they have to have a, be on their job for a certain period of time. They have to have a certain amount in savings. They must be able to get mortgage approved 
through a lender. And once they've met that criteria, then they can talk to the Houston Housing Authority and find out, okay, I want to take that next step. I've hit the basics. What do I do now to take this voucher and use it towards buying a home? It's just about that easy. Some housing authorities have more added requirements, but not Houston. So, yeah. So if you're a voucher holder, in addition to mortgage companies understanding if this is something that can be done in their in their area of service, voucher holders have to understand. All right. If I'm going to go down this path, well, one, uh, can I even do it? And then two, you know, what's the checklist? I've got to check all these uh, boxes before I can even, you know, go down and talk to talk to a mortgage lender like yourself. Correct. Okay. Um, all right. So we gave the the example of me, assuming <laughs> that I was <laughs> a voucher uh, recipient wanting to, to apply for a mortgage. But you've worked with a, a lot of these um, homeowners now, and I want to get into a real life example of how this how this works. Can you give us a case study of a borrower that you have assisted, maybe what that person does for a living or where they work and the type of house that they purchased and and what their mortgage payment looked like, um, maybe versus their rent and and how much assistance they got for a, from a voucher. I know I gave you a lot of many questions within that question, but just walk us through a real life example of this. Sure, sure. And I have one single mom who really stands out and I really admired her. One of the challenges is that these families are having to move on average about every 18 months, which adds to the expense of their household. And she told me, Ms. Griffin, it is, I'm spending three to $5,000 every time I'm having to move. But what really got her was when her 13-year-old daughter wanted to become an architect or wants to become an architect. And she's been studying and reading up. At the time, she was in eighth grade. She did her research and found out that Cy Lakes High School has one of the few high schools programs for pre-college, for architecture school. I may not be saying that right, Michael, but apparently she could take these classes to go towards college credits. So she's a single mom of two. She has a seven-year-old son, but she was determined to get her daughter in that district, in that school, And she came to me after she'd already lost $3,500 from another lender and realtor that didn't understand the program. But she got my name through social media and other people in the program. And I told her, hang on, we're going to get you there. Called one of my friends that's a builder, got her in a brand new house in 2020. Her mortgage payment today is $1,595 on a brand new home in the school district where she wants. I talked to her when I was preparing for this podcast to see how she was doing. Her daughter's making straight A's and now is trying to decide which school to go to. University, excuse me. So, yes. But I find the reoccurring pattern. These families want better neighborhoods. They want better opportunities for their children. And they want to sacrifice other things in their budget so those children can have a better life. That's that's pretty amazing. So not only is this um, single mother now being given the opportunity to build generational wealth through owning a home, but she's setting up uh, her her kids for long term success. So there are numerous generational advantages uh, towards this. And, you know, if you think about 
the the housing voucher program in general, um, you know, we kind of hope that these outcomes um, can come to fruition where you're setting up people for long-term generational success. And it seems like there's no better example of that than than through allowing them to to own a house in a in a quality neighborhood with good schools that'll help their family. That's and, and I forgot to mention also, she already's built up seventy thousand dollars of equity in her home. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, want to drill down into some of the specifics surrounding the program, and let's start with the house. Is there a maximum sales price for the house? And are there any requirements regarding the type of house that they can purchase? Great question. Um, there's no limit. I always tell people, look at this like a cash flow. Is that really what we're focusing on is monthly payments because that's how the housing authority operates. So they have what's called high opportunity areas. Those are areas that are gonna have lower poverty, higher and better school districts, all those things. So they're incentivizing the families with higher voucher amounts to allow them to be mobile to move into those areas. So that's really, really important. And one of the big benefits that HUD's doing to help these families. Um, I think I lost the question there, Michael, sorry. No, that's fine. You'd referenced a tier A voucher earlier. Right. And, and, and what does that exactly mean? The tier is that this, is that tied to the high opportunity area or something else? And is that a designation that the Houston Housing Authority uses, or is that a HUD designation? Um, that is how Houston sets theirs up. So they have tiers A through D. Okay. And, and so yeah. Does the tier A? Do you have to be a, a tier A voucher holder to to use it for a mortgage payment? No. It's just you purchase more in tier A. So if you're a three bedroom voucher holder in tier D, then I believe it's 1800 a month versus 3300. So you can see where they're really incentivizing. You know, where in tier A, they might be able to purchase a 360 to $370,000 home, where in tier D, you're looking at maybe 200, 210. Okay, that makes sense. Um, all right, I wanna get into their payment, the, the, the home buyer, their specific payment. Is there a limit on how much of the voucher can go towards the mortgage payment? And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll, the home owner's going to earn more income over time. And when that happens, does their assistance decrease? And could they even be phased out of the voucher program? Yes. And I find that we did a study with Harris County and found out that about 40% of the families, Michael, over a five-year period phased out. So 40% of the families we closed in a five-year period were now able to pay their whole mortgage payment. And what I think what's happening is rentals are rising much faster than mortgages. And so one lady I had, I spoke to, we closed her three, six years ago, and she bought a brand new home in tier A, her total mortgage payment is $1,675. So that voucher would be worth $3,333 a day, but that was her portion. So she's thrilled that she's now independent and on her own. Absolutely. And, you know, from a policy standpoint, um, that's the hope for government assistance, right? That you that you won't need it forever. And what better way to do that than through home ownership, building generational wealth, 
making sure that if you have a family, that you know your kids aren't dependent upon government assistance going forward. And I mean, that's so encouraging to hear those numbers that so many of these people become less reliant on the voucher over time and, and just become independent of any assistance now. Well, and if I could expand on that really quick, because I get a lot of pushback on my families that are elderly and disabled. I recently had a gentleman whose total mortgage payment is $565, a brand new Habitat home. He is off the voucher after four years because he makes enough between his Social Security and his VA that he doesn't need any housing assistance and has $100,000 equity in his property. Wow. It's fantastic. Um, all right. So how many loans have you all closed with voucher holders since you started doing this? Oof. I estimated the other day somewhere a little over 400 families. For and how then, many years? Oh, since 2006. Wow. And this year uh, we've closed 25 already and we're estimating we'll close 36 families by the end of the year. That would be my... Yeah. Is that, is that just in Houston or in the other states y'all operate? Other states. So I've had Alabama, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and then the rest was in Texas. Okay. And um, and then lastly, what's the market like for potential homeowners that are voucher holders? And it, you're not going to be able to speak to this statewide or, or certainly not nationwide, but maybe we can just start with Houston. Do you have an idea of how many uh, voucher recipients there are and how many could be potentially converted into homeowners. I know the Houston Housing Authority, I believe, has just over 18,000 families that could be potential homeowners. Um, and I think within the greater MSA, if I had to estimate, it's probably close to 26 or 27,000 families. So it's a huge untapped market. And, and my yes. guess is, is that that's a big component of that is that people just don't know about it. And um, and that's why we're providing segments like this to help educate, because I yes. think what's missing is that big knowledge gap. I mean, I've said it twice already how I've been in this industry for a long time. I didn't know about it. People I talked to don't know about it. And so now, hopefully, with this conversation, understanding how relatively simple it is, it's just the lack of knowledge that exists. So, again, Allison, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. I wanted to plug that website again that is very, very valuable. It's housingvoucher.com. Again, vouchers, V-O-U-C-H-E-R, housingvoucher.com, where it's got your presentation to Houston City Council. Other information on there, I invite people to check that out. And any closing thoughts uh, from you before we wrap this up? I would just encourage everybody, educate, educate, educate. We're so lucky to have programs like yours. I love the MCC video y'all have on your website. And go out there and learn about these uh, programs so that when you do talk to a lender, you talk to a realtor, that you've got just a little bit more education to ask those good questions. Thanks again, Allison. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you.